Hello there, and welcome to Odessa First Assembly's weekly podcast, where we bring you the heart of our Sunday message. I'm Tony, your host and the face behind our digital ministry. We're excited to dive into today's sermon, exploring the Word of God together. So grab your coffee, find a comfy spot, and let's embark on this journey of faith. Without further ado, here's this week's sermon. In just a moment, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, Romans 14, Matthew chapter 12, Romans 6, Romans, did I say Romans 6? Matthew 6, Romans 14, and Matthew 12. And so just uh, really quick, a couple of things. One is, uh, Tony's right, we still are moving forward and have uh, projects we're trying to get knocked out, but um, I tell you, I... Uh, every time I come in here, I am so grateful what the Lord has blessed us and allowed us to do and refurbishing our, this room, this sanctuary, and I think it's beautiful and I uh, love it, I love it, I love it, and we need your help to keep it that way. And so we are asking, it's, it's on the doors and it's on the screen, but uh, no food or drinks in coffee or donuts inside of the sanctuary um, well, because we want to keep it nice. And so, and we know accidents happen. And so just by chance, you're one of those that want to skirt the rules a little bit. No, nobody like that in the room, I'm sure. Um, if something does happen that you spill or whatever, let us know. And so we can get it taken care of. It's, it's far worse to, to not know about it. I know it may be just a touch embarrassing, but whether get on it so we can get it cleaned up. Does that make sense? Is that an okay request? I think that it is. And so another thing is today, I'm so glad that she's here, but it's Manon's birthday. So happy birthday, Manon. And I, I, I point that out because when we first came here 10 years ago, I mean, many may not know Manon and Lee, but Manon was the office administrator for me when I first came 10 years ago. And I will forever be grateful for your season with me in that office. And we tackled some challenges and had a lot of fun and a lot of conversations. And grateful for you, Manon. Happy birthday. All right, Matthew. Oh, this, and Cor, is today Corbin's birthday too? Well, happy birthday, Corbin. Yeah, we love Corbin. My Angela sent me a text, so I, you start calling people out, that's what happens, so. Matthew 6, Romans 14, Matthew 12. I'm gonna talk about kingdom impact this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning and your presence in this house. And once again, we ask you, Lord, as we look into your word, that you would speak to us. Lord, your word tells us that as your word is sent out, it will accomplish what it's sent to do. It will not return void. And so Lord, I pray that our hearts will be good soil, ready to receive your word. We pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Matthew chapter six, verse 10 is where we're gonna start. Matthew six, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you may know that that is a verse, one verse out of the Lord's Prayer that you find in Matthew chapter 6. We're going to come all these in some way uh, back in a moment. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God 
is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 28 and this is something, this is an encounter Jesus had, but I, I'm going to draw on from it in just a moment. All these are going to be, are, will come to light and we'll, 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 we'll stitch them together and you'll see it. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And I really want to talk to you this morning about the kingdom of God and what the kingdom means to us and what it represents to us. And, and the, really the only way I know kind of the leap in, jump into this, is from the very, that's on the onset, is God wants to franchise his kingdom on earth. Now that is not an original um, statement from me. Uh, uh, I first heard it from Bill Johnson, but I think it's a excellent description on our relationship here on earth with the kingdom of God. God wants to franchise his kingdom here. And I'm really gonna open that up for the next few moments, but if you know what a franchise is, you know what a franchise is, right? Like if you were to open up a, a McDonald's or a Starbucks or whatever it may be, you can go to any one of them and you're gonna find what? You're gonna find the exact same menu, you're gonna find the signage, you're gonna find the same color scheme, you're gonna find the same architecture. And that's what God wants to do upon the earth. God wants to establish his kingdom on earth. And what represents the kingdom of God? Uh, it is people being made whole. It is healing and salvation and deliverance and breakthrough and, and I mean the things of God being seen and experienced here upon earth. Now ultimately what we know, if you didn't know this, when we get, when we, after the rapture of the church and the tribulation and the marriage supper of the Lamb, I mean, we're, we're getting far on the end of the book. Um, what the scripture tells us is that it's God's desire to create a new heavens and a new earth. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13, but according to his promise, we are waiting for the new heavens and the new earth. Now listen, this is talking about after all of those events. And we know that the kingdom of God cannot be fully um, established as what we're talking about here right now. Why? Because some things, specific things have to happen. The rapture has to happen. The tribulation has to happen. And, and the, the, the rule, thousand year rule has to happen. A lot of things have to happen in end time events. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus came to this planet 2,000 years ago to do a work. Matter of fact, the scripture says Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And as he destroyed the works of the devil, he makes you and me whole. And we get to see God begin to do some very awesome things. It is God's ultimate goal for earth to look like heaven, but it starts now. It starts now. 
The kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom. Remember, we read in Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. The kingdom of God is not about some castle and some guy on earth wearing a crown and taking rulership of all the governments. What happens in the kingdom of God, it's established on the inside of us. And it's something that happens through righteousness and we experience the joy and peace of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom, but of restoration of our original position. You see, when God first created the heavens and the earth and and the Garden of Eden, I mean, man, Adam and Eve were in perfect relationship with God. And that has always been God's ultimate goal. Even when Adam and Eve messed up and brought sin into the world, what did God want? He wanted reconciliation and restoration with us. Are you following me? In Colossians chapter one, I wanna read this passage. It's just a few verses, Colossians 1.20. And through him, talking about Jesus, God reconciled everything to himself. That's what Jesus did when he died on the cross. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away, anybody once far away from God? Uh, That that includes all of us that were far away from God. And it it says this, you were his enemies. (laughs) Woo! Separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are wholly blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. The kingdom of God is evident on earth. The kingdom of God is evident when miracles happen. When miracles happen, it's evident. We read the scripture in Mark. Mark 1 is just one example of many throughout the gospels. But Mark 1, 14, after, this was after John the Baptist was arrested. Jesus came into Galilee, it says, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repeat, and therefore believe the gospel. And you can go through and see John the Baptist making this declaration. You see many cases where Jesus makes this declaration that the kingdom of God is here, is at hand among us. We're gonna look at some of those things, but when you hear that word kingdom, we may, we may think of a place that this a king rules over, which Jesus is king and he rules over all. Don't get me wrong. But in Aramaic, the, the, the language that this is, is talking in right here in Mark 1, the word Malku. Everybody say Malku. Now you can go tell people you know Aramaic. What it specifically, it's not talking about a place. Remember, we're not talking about eating and drinking a place in a, a banquet hall or like we see a lot on TV. I mean, we're talking about something much greater, but it's talking about the rule itself, not just a place, but the rule itself. When we read kingdom in Mark, we could substitute reign or rule. If you, you, you may not, but some of you may remember, there's a verse in the Old Testament that talks about, it's in Isaiah, it's not gonna be on the screen, but it's Isaiah 52, seven. And it says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. Anybody remember that verse? But it says this, who proclaim peace, 
bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. And that is the key, that God reigns. So how does this rule, how does this kingdom impact us? God reigns over your bondages. God reigns over sickness. God reigns over brokenness. God reigns over darkness. God reigns over death. God reigns over diagnosis. God reigns over everything and everything in your life. I mean, the scripture also says this, that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess what? That he is Lord. And that means every sickness, every problem, every issue, the kingdom of God, listen to me, the kingdom of God is God displaying his glory. The kingdom of God is God displaying his glory. The kingdom of God is showing All authority is his. The kingdom of God is showing that God's power, he he is more powerful and power over the enemy. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. God shows himself real by the works that he does. By the works that he does. So number one is this. The kingdom of God is God's power and action. The kingdom of God is God's power in action. When someone gets saved, that's God's power in action. When someone gets delivered, that's God's power in action. When, when someone gets healed, that's God's power in action. When a breakthrough happens, that's God's power in action. When a prayer gets answered, that's God's power in action. And that's what we wanna see, right? I mean, we want to see God's presence and power in action. You are one of two people. You're one of two people. You are on the receiving end or you're on the giving end. When it comes to the matters of the kingdom, listen to me. You're either on the receiving end or you're on the giving end. Because the reality is this, is that God chooses to work his purposes through those who have surrendered themselves to him. You see, God has designed, because the kingdom of God is not a banquet hall and a, and a, and a castle and a, and, and, and a banquet table and you know the, the, the king sitting on top of some platform on a throne that we see physically, What that means is that the kingdom of God, the way that it spread, the way that it touches people's lives, the way the kingdom of God comes near people is by what God is overflowing out of our lives, out of us and through us. So you're one of two people, either you're someone, and you know what, and we can be both at the same time. I mean, we really can, but the reality is, is that we have to remember that God has chosen us to be his vessels. If you're just attending, you're missing the big picture. If going to church, something you do on Sunday, you're missing the big picture. He didn't design you to go to church, he designed you to be the church. 
And to be the church is allowing the kingdom of God be established inside of you and flowing out of you and touching those around you. Ephesians 2.10, one of our favorite verses here. We use this verse a lot. For we, and, and for this reason, these first five words, for we are his workmanship. Some translations say masterpiece. We love that verse, but you know, there's more to that verse than those five words. It goes on to say, for we are his workmanship. God created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He fashioned you. He breathed life into you. Created in Christ Jesus for a reason. What is that reason? What does it say on the screen? For good works. So, let me say it this way. If you are not spreading the kingdom of God, then you are not doing what God created you to do. I, I mean, that's really a, a heavy way to say that, but it's true. If you are not representing and spreading the kingdom of God, then you are not doing what God created you to do. 2 Corinthians 4, 5 and 7 say this, for we, what we proclaim is not of ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake, for God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, listen to this, has shown in our hearts. Where is that happening? Inside of us. The kingdom of God is at work on the inside of us. To give light and knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Look what it says. But we have this treasure where? In jars of clay to what? Show off God, man. I know I didn't have my vernacular in there, but it's exactly what it means. It means that God is doing something inside of you to show the surpassing power belongs to God. I love it. I, I was thinking, I, you know, sometimes I, uh, it was years ago, but um, I mean, you guys know I've been open. I talk about just my time away from the Lord and and what life was like, but uh, years ago, um, I, I, we were here in the sanctuary, and uh, I, I can't remember if it was before or after service or at what point it was, um, but my wife, she came and got me. She goes, there's a guy here from Big Lake, his name is Mark. Big Lake's the town I grew up in, and we're into high school, and uh, I was like, okay, you know, and so, uh, mo you know, I mean, there, there have been more people that live in Big Lake than me, and I don't know them all, even though I get asked that all the time. I know it's a small town, but I've been gone a long time. And so, anyway, there's this guy, he was in my grade, Mark Roman, I'll never forget it. And I was like, bro, you know, and hadn't seen each other since high school. And uh, he's like, man, he's like, when I found out you were the pastor, he's like, really? You know, I mean, because he is equating me back in that, that old life, right? And I was like, well, I can tell you. I was like, I, I teach our leaders to never say stuff like this, right? To be shocked when somebody comes in through the doors. We're going to be a little more loving and embracing that. But I got to say, what in the world are you doing here? You know, and he's like, bro, I got saved. And but he had, he had moved to these apartments right over here. And for a season during the boom had had worked here. 
And so, but we have to remember is that what God, when God does something on the inside of us, he transforms us. And when he transforms us, there's a reason why he transforms you, for you to show off for God, to show off what God has done. Right out of our inmost being will flow rivers of living water. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so what I want to tell you is this, is church, listen to me, church, it is time for you to be the move of God. We've been praying for a fire to come down from heaven. We've been praying for revival, but it's time to step into that role and for you, us as a church, to put feet to those prayers. Why? Because you're going to let it flow from you. I think I'm a little more excited than you are. We just live life in too many boxes, right? We have, our, we have our home life and we have our family life and we have our, our bowling league life and we have our, 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 our church life. <laughs> That's why we live it out a lot of times, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I find it quite funny when people tell me, you know, they were talking to somebody about church and if I'm the church and the response of their friend was, you go to church, you know? That shouldn't be a surprise to people, y'all. I've said it this way before, that I, God never intended our life to be like a TV dinner. You know what I mean? You know, like my kids, especially Shaylee, you know, she's one that her food can't touch. She loves the plate compartments. But that's, God created us to be chicken pot pies. Right? A good, a good old-fashioned casserole goulash. I mean, I've had more soup this week. There's two things I will not eat, chickpea pasta and minestrone for a long time. Probably not till next 21 days of fasting. But you gotta start just throwing everything in there. That's the way God's intended us to live life. And that's how the kingdom of God inside of you impacts those around you. Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. He's intended that not just for the guy on the platform behind a, a pulpit. He's intended that for everybody. As followers of Jesus, we have the, everybody say with me, responsibility. Say it again. Responsibility to follow the purposes of God so the power and presence of God can be experienced. The third thing is this. Listen to me. Changing the atmosphere around us does not happen, listen, by timid means. If we really want to see change in our family, it's not going to happen by timid means. Matter of fact, the, I pulled this and kind of reworded it from the original quote, Louis Palau said, you can't change the world by timid means. You can't change the atmosphere around you by, not be, by, by being timid. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, from the days of John the Baptist till now, anybody familiar with this verse? The kingdom of heaven have suffered violence and the violent take it by force. You may have a hard time understanding what that verse means. I like the amplified, it says it this way. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault 
and violent men seize it by force. And then it gives the little brackets, kind of gives us a little more understanding in the Amplified, as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought, listen, with the most ardent zeal and intense exhortation. Listen, you are not going to gain everything you want in life the breakthroughs you need, the healing that you need, the answer to prayers that you need by being lazy about it. By stepping back and say, oh, well, whatever the will of the Lord is. No, there are times and places. Yes, I, I, we preach it all the time. The, the Bible tells us the battle belongs to the Lord. The Bible tells us some trust in church and horses, but I'll remember the name of the Lord our God. I mean, to, to come, Matthew eleven twenty eight. come to me, all who are heavy laden and burdened, and you'll find rest. Take my yoke upon you for its easiness. And, and those are powerful, powerful promises. But the reality is you may not be seeing the breakthrough that you need in your life because you're not standing up and stepping out in faith and saying, no, God, this is what you promised. This is what you said would happen, that deaf people would hear and blind eyes would be opened and my child would get saved and the cancer would be healed and the breakthrough in my finances would come. You've got to take a step, be the feet to your prayers. I mean, we've got to be, this is talking about boldly committed to breaking away from that old life, that ungodly life, that life that what we used to, and, 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 and move and press and forward to what his word dictates for us and how to live life, no matter, no matter the cost. Listen. I know that we all have different personalities. I know that we all have different, I mean, you know, in life, there's, you know, people that scream at the TV and those that don't. I, I understand that. I'm, a, I'm the one that screams at the TV. And I, I get it, I understand. I, I, I know that you may not be wired like I am. I mean, I have no qualm or, or hesitation um, here just recently, I'm talking about Shaylee, her and Kalfa, um, a bunch of them went down um, uh, to the downtown area of Lubbock where all the bars are. And so they went and to go, to go to share the love of Jesus and talk to people and, and just powerful testimonies. And, you know, that's, I, that's how I cut my, I mean, we used to set up at the Midland Park Mall when there used to be a theater there. And me and my friends would set up at midnight on Friday and Saturday night and would preach the gospel in front of the mall. I, I mean, I'm, you can give me a bullhorn and I'll go down to Sonic and start preaching the gospel. I, I understand that not all of us are wired that way. But it doesn't mean you can't be used for the kingdom of God to flow through you. It, 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 that's not, just because you're not animated or, or demonstrative or not, listen to me, anointing, there's a lot, you know, well, I almost went on a soapbox. I'm going to take a drink of water. I may say it anyway. There, there's a lot of Pentecostal pastors that need to know that volume is an anointing. <laughs> the anointing is found in the kingdom. It's found in the kingdom. 
And God wants to use you as the vessel for the kingdom of God to flow through. And I know I get loud. I get it. It's just because I'm excited. That's all. To be the use of the Lord is based on his purpose for you. And it's his purpose for everyone to use. Step out in faith and let the rest depend on God. And I think sometimes that's what holds us back. Right? So see... Listen, we talk a lot in this church, a lot about, you know, sorted lives, you know, from the past and brokenness and all of those things. But listen to me, listen to me. It, it, God has intended for you to represent him no matter where you are. And so this goes to the, to the banker, to the teller, to the grocery clerk, to the I mean, to the guy on the drilling rig, what, I mean, hauling sand, what, whatever it is, what we have to understand is, is you, you're, you're first a believer. You're first a believer, and then you're everything else. Right? We are first disciples of Jesus, and then we're everything else. And so, yes, the kingdom of God becomes before your vocation. The kingdom of God comes before friendships and connections. The kingdom of God comes before family. It's to be first. I mean, we ask, you know, maybe you've prayed, Lord, I, you know, I want to be like Joseph. I want to be like Daniel. I want to be like Mordecai. I want to, you know, I want to be like Paul or Peter or John or the reality is, is all of those, we read about all these men and women in the scriptures and how God used them, and the key to them all is they were surrendered Amen. to his way and his will. Amen. And so I want you to see something really quick as, as we get ready to close. Remember, the worship team would come on up. In Luke chapter 17, in verse 20, I want us to look at this. And so I, what I want to remember is, right, is, is, is God's power on display is what shows his kingdom. People getting saved, healed, and delivered is what shows his kingdom. 1720, one day, Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Now, there is a day talking prophetically in the end times where there will be a new heavens and a new earth. When will the kingdom of God come? But Jesus replies this way. He says, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say here it is or it's over there for the kingdom of God is already among you. And that's such a powerful passage and verse. In different translations, they really render this in so many different ways. It's some say, when it says the kingdom of God already among you, some of your translations will say, in your midst. Some will say, already among you. Some will say, in your grasp. But this is probably one of my favorites. The kingdom of God, one translation says it this way, already within you. Why? Because that's where the kingdom of God gets established. Jesus also used this illustration, Matthew 13, 33, the kingdom of heaven, right? We always, so many times, we, and scripture uses it both ways, uses yeast both ways about sin, 
But look at this verse. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast of a woman used in making bread. Even though she already put a little yeast in there, yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. And so, the kingdom of God inside of you, and you've been planted out in the world for the kingdom of God to permeate through all of our culture. So what does that look like when you are permeating the kingdom of God all through culture? People's lives are being touched and changed and renewed and restored and refreshed. And it doesn't matter if they go to, if they're the, the, the most lost person in the Permian Basin, you give them the gospel and you let the results be up to God. You may have a, the best friend from First Baptist, great job, glad they're in church, but you know what? You can still permeate with the presence of God if they have a need in their life. Just be the church, big C church, a brother and sister in Christ, and stand with them for a miracle in their life. Does that make sense? And so whatever it is, you can show the kingdom of God. You can be the move. See, we've been praying years ago, years ago. I feel the Lord gave me a word. And I was like, God, send revival, pour out your spirit. And, and, and I mean, that's a whole other teaching and sermon just about an, out, an, an, an outpouring of, of God and renewal just when that happens. Like we, we saw in Asbury and just you know, throughout history. But I remember just crying out to the Lord, God, we want to see people saved and healed, delivered, breakthrough, you know, and, and all of these things. It's God, you pouring out your spirit. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, there's a time when you need to make a decision. Either you can keep praying about it or you can go do and I'll go with you. Did you hear me? Or you can go do and I'll be with you. And so that's what I mean. You, listen, I, God's not going to let you hang out to dry. So many times we're, 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 we're embarrassed or scared or fearful. We don't know if we're going to say the right words. We don't know if we're going to do the right thing. Listen, just do what the Lord has asked of you. Allow life to flow through you and let him take care of the rest. Look for the opportunities for God's power to be displayed. Look for, you know, you, you, you are always going to find what you're looking for. You know, that's why a lot of people come into church and, and have a bad negative experience and connotation with the church because maybe they have some church hurt and, and they go to another church. You know what they go to another church expecting? They go to another church expecting church hurt. And you'll always find it. If you go and we're looking for a fence, you're going to find a fence. If you're going to, if you go into a place and look for gossip, you're going to find it. 
You always find what you're looking for, but how about let's change with what we're looking for? How about we look for God to show off? And if that makes you cringe, I'm sorry. I mean, the scripture tells us that to make his deeds known, to make his deeds known, God wants to use you. But I don't even have a Bible verse memorized. Let God use you. I may not, I don't know what to say. Actually, the Bible even says the Holy Spirit will give you the words when you need them. Well, I, I don't know, I don't know how to pray for somebody to get healed. Lay your hand on their shoulder and say, Jesus, heal them by your power and your promises. That's, that's not hard. I, would you stand with me this morning? Leonard Ravenhill. Thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more inspirational messages. Connect with us on social media at Odessa First AG. And if you'd like to support our ministry, visit odessafirstassembly.com forward slash giving. Until next time, stay blessed.